Well, we're joined now by right tackle Titus Howard. And Titus, first things first, we got to get this out of the way. Congratulations, you're a newlywed. You just got married this offseason. How is the married life going for you, my friend? Uh, it's been going great, man. Uh, just been sitting here. We haven't been. We, had, we was able to go on a honeymoon afterwards, but since all the COVID nineteen stuff been going on, we really just been chilling at home. It actually been giving us time to actually spend more time with each other, just chilling, watching movies, TV, and you know, getting a chance you know to you know enjoy life together. You know, as newlyweds, you know, you think people be traveling all the time, but I think it's better for us that we we're here at home spending time with each other. Yeah, it's a really unique situation you bring up. And there's a lot of you guys that just got married. You, J.J. Watt, Kaimi Fairbairn, you're all married on the same weekend. And then a lot of folks in the organization as well got married this offseason. But it is. It's kind of been like an extended honeymoon, even though you're not in an exotic location, right? Yes, sir. Well, how has the virtual offseason been going for you? You all started on April 27th. You've been meeting as an offensive line. You've been meeting as an offense, as a team, etc. What's that been like for you? Uh, the virtual meetings actually have been pretty good, man, because, uh, you know, during the offseason, you usually tend to, you know, need to, you know, learn stuff like, you don't really need to learn this stuff again. You just need to, you know, tidy up on it. But, like, the virtual meetings have been good for us as an offensive line. We get, you know, talk to all the guys again, you know, get to, it's, it's, it feels as if you're in the meeting itself, but it's, you know, from the, it's on the phone, on the app. But uh, I think it's good for the rookies, though, because they're getting the chance to, you know, learn their stuff. Because, I mean, for the veterans, it's it's not as, as bad for us because we've been through the system a year already. But for those rookies, I think they, they kind of need that. So when training camp comes, uh, they're not behind and they can at least be a step ahead. Yeah. Last year as a rookie, you got, you got there mentally. I mean, you were able to start a bunch of games. And you, when you did start, this team did really, really well. But compared this time to last year, how much farther ahead are you mentally in that that regard? Uh, I think I'm ahead pretty far, man. Because um, I wish I knew what I knew. I know now. I knew then. Yeah. And I think when you know more and you you study more, and it just makes you play faster and play better. And that's my goal for this year: is to you know study more. And know, I know more, you know, I learned from the vets like Laramie and uh, Nick and Greg and uh, Zach. And I just, you know, I've been tuning in to how they see football so I can see it through their view and also play the way I play. And, you know, it can make me have a better second year. No doubt. How are you feeling physically? Because, you know, the season ended a little bit prematurely for you because of the knee, but you doing okay? Yes, sir. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm still in the rehab process. Um, I haven't been clear yet, but as far as like, you know, feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. And, you know, I'm excited to, you know, be ready for this season. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just ready to get back on the field, man, do what I can do to help my team win football games. Yeah. And talking with a lot of your teammates over the course of the, the last couple months, there is that high level of excitement, especially on the offensive line. You know, left to right, when you guys started Tunsil, Sharping, Martin, Fulton, and you, you guys played in six games together with that combination. I went five and one. High level of success there. I imagine really high level of optimism for you guys as an offensive line, isn't it? Yes, sir. Uh, like a coach has been saying, it's like one of the first years uh, you have five starters returning. And I think that's going to be a big key for us up front, you know, getting all – we got all those old reps together last year and just continuing that success next year as an offensive line 
Uh, we just got to do what we got to do to protect Deshaun. And we know Deshaun's a great quarterback and what he can do when we protect for him. So that's our goal is to keep him clean and, you know, we just be some nasty old linemen up front. <laughs> now we talk, you and I, we've done this a few times, and I've seen you in media settings as well, and you're a happy guy. You're a really nice guy. But on the field, you bring up the nastiness. How nasty do you need to be and how nasty do you get? I think when you, uh, you're an old lineman, when you're on the field, uh, you can be nice off the field, but when you're on the field, you got to have a different mentality because you got to think about it. You is you versus another guy. And, like, if you let him win, your quarterback is the one getting hit. Our goal and what we've been brought here for is to protect the shine. That's our goal. So when I look at it, I got to do everything I got to do no matter what it is, to protect him. Like Coach said when I first got here, I'm his bodyguard. That's why I was brought here to be. So I got to be nasty. I got to be dirty. I got to do whatever I got to do to protect him. That's what I'm going to do. You know, last year you had the, the problems with your knee, but you came back and you played in that game in London. How important was that for you? Because I've heard from some of your teammates that that really was a big, big deal to all of them to see you come back, and it meant a lot to them. How much did it mean to you, though, to be able to have that level of success after playing through some some pretty nasty pain there. Uh, it meant a lot to me. Um, I just I just wanted to be there for my teammates and uh, give us the best you know chance to win. And for me, I'm all about the team. Uh, I'm not really about individual stats. And I just want to win, and that's my ultimate goal is to win. So I know if I can if I can have just the slight ability to go out there and play at a high level, I was going to get out there and play. And that was my goal. And then once I felt that I could play, I said, okay, hey, coach, I want to play. I think I can play. And he led me. So we went out there and we won a couple of football games. And, I'm, you know, I was glad I was able to be a part of those, you know, wins to help our team get a chance to be in the playoffs. You know, Laramie Tunsil talked a few weeks back how, you know, physically he's been working out with Deshaun Watson quite a bit this offseason. What have you seen from Watson as far as leadership goes this offseason? during these virtual workouts, these virtual meetings that you guys have had? Uh, he's just been showing his leadership on, like, what he expects from us. Uh, I've been watching him. He's been working out each and every day. I know he, he, one of his mottos is the work comes first. And with a lot of people, you don't you don't hear that the work comes first. Other thing, dance work with Sean is all about him taking care of football first and everything comes afterward. And I think as a leader, you know, as for me, as a guy who looks up to him, I look at him and think, okay, the work comes first. You know, I got, I got to catch up to him. You know, I got to be on his level for us, you know, to, to succeed at the level we want to be at. So him and Laramie, you know, I talk to Laramie all the time. Uh, I look up to those guys, and those guys show me great, great, great leadership, you know. So I just only want to, you know, catch up and be on the same level as him. So, yeah, you know uh, You've got a unique perspective on things because you played quarterback for a while. And obviously, Deshaun Watson, he does all that improvisational uh, work, you know, and he'll, he'll make some spectacular plays that are off schedule. But a lot of that would not be possible had he not been putting in this work right now, right? Oh, yeah. The stuff Deshaun does is, is not normal. Like, the play he made in the playoffs against the Bills, not too many quarterbacks in the National Football League can make that. But that, that just don't come by waking up and coming out playing football. He practiced that stuff. He put in the work every day. He, he work out. He strengthened his lower body. 
and stuff to be able to to do that. And what he does in the offseason shows up during the season, so you know he's working to become the quarterback he is today. You know, you bring up that play. Uh, how how tough was it? How challenging was it? How frustrating was it for you when you're watching that stuff? Like, were you getting really excited? Did people have to kind of calm you down when you're you're watching the the the, the heroics of December and January there for a little bit? Yeah, when I when I saw that play, I was like, man. Like, first thing I think, like, Houdini. <laughs> I tweeted it, and uh, I was like, man, this. I was like, Deshaun, it, like, literally, is the most clutch quarterback in the NFL, and like, the plays he made at the moments he make them is what makes him so great. You know, like I can only like look up to him and just you know be thankful that I'm on a team with a quarterback who plays like that. All right, individually, what's the goal for next season? You said smarter, faster, you know, a little bit of that, but what are some of the goals individually for you, Titus? Uh, I think my number one goal is uh, to be healthy, get healthy and play a full season. That's my number one goal is to be healthy and play a full season. And I think number two would be be more consistent so that, you know, I can be the best Titus for my offensive line and for my team. And third goal would probably be, mm, I would say, just win football games. I'm not too big on individual stats, like I said before. I just want to win games and and win for like my team and and for the city, and you know, just do what I can do to put us in the best position we can be in. Good stuff. I'll take that answer. That'll work. All right. Time to do Drew's Dozen. You've done this before, but now we're in our cool homes. We're not out on the, the practice field. It's not 100 degrees, so let's get going. And I'm not going to make you sing this time, I promise, although you are a good singer. Uh, you did a good job there. Okay, what was it like this April when the NFL draft was going on? So you're you're a year into the NFL. What were you doing? Okay, when the draft was going on this year, I'm going to be honest, like before I got drafted, I watched the draft, but I never, like, really watched it all the way through. I always, like, watched the first and the second round. Like, this year, I actually, like, after going through the draft process, I kind of, like, wanted, like, to see how the process went for, like, those other guys. And, and it was quite different for these guys because of the COVID stuff. They couldn't really, like, have an actual draft. So everything was, like, virtual. Yeah. So you guys, like, see all the reactions and stuff that went on inside those guys' homes. It was some good, some funny uh, because of something that was going on. But I actually like this year's draft more than, like, all the other drafts because you actually, like, had cameras inside all the guys' home, multiple guys, first round, second round, third round, no matter what. And uh, I liked it pretty I liked it pretty good this year, better than all the other years. Not bad. Okay, many of your teammates say that you are the funniest Houston Texan. Why do they say that? Because I like, I I joke on people a lot. <laughs> like I just like compare what people look like to like stuff I've seen and stuff like that. And that comes from like the school I went to. Because uh, all my teammates back in college, all we did was like joke on each other and like make people laugh and stuff like that. So that's what I do. Like when I see somebody, they got they looking funny. Like I just joke on them and like. <laughs> Just try to make everybody laugh and like just have a good time. Yeah. So you kind of spread the wealth as far as 
joking on people or is there somebody in particular that you get time and time again? Uh, I spread the wealth on everybody, but is it, if, if it's somebody I probably joke on a lot, it'd probably be Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills, really? <laughs> yeah, when he have, his, he have his little braids in his head, he'd be looking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's one of the people that said you're, you're one of the funniest Texans, so that's uh, – you're not, you're not hurting his feelings, clearly, so that's a good thing. Nah, he'd be laughing with me. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So you, a lot of people have you as the funniest Texan. Who, who do you think is your funniest teammate? Uh, funniest teammate. I ain't gonna lie. I got. I gotta go with. Uh, I gotta go with Brandon Dunn. Pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the DJ of the locker room too. Uh, Dunn is hilarious. <laughs> he's he's pretty funny. Has he ever gotten you with anything good? Yeah, man. If you say some some off the wall something, he catch you saying it. He gonna be letting me know to everybody what you said, <laughs> and, and let's just let you know it's not pretty. <laughs> All right. How about favorite comedian? Who's your favorite comedian? Uh, favorite comedian got to be either Cat Williams or Kevin Hart. Okay. They're both little people, so like the stuff they do is like pretty funny, and both of their all their movies are pretty funny to me. And their stand up comedy shows are funny. Speaking of Kevin Hart, did you see that video of him watching his high school basketball highlights on ESPN? I haven't seen that one, but I know I was I was laughing at the video where, where him and The Rock had made the video saw each other when The Rock had the chain and stuff around his neck. Kevin Hart trying to make the video to respond to him. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, okay, what song are you singing in the car to your wife these days? Back when we did this about a year ago, it was Let It Be, that, uh, the, the duet. But what are you singing to her now? Because uh, you got a good I, voice. I say um, Best Part by her. Okay. And Daniel Cesar. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a girl singing a song, but it's, it's one of her favorite songs. So when she plays it, I always sing to her. All right, I said I wasn't going to make you sing, but how does it go? Can you just sing it for me for a little bit? I can't see that one. I can't see that one. No. <laughs> I can't see that one. I don't hear. I can't see It's just that you one. and me and then a bunch of you know, thousands of people that will watch this later on the internet, man. <laughs> you know what, dude? All right, I won't push you on it. I won't push you on it. <laughs> no, not on here. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Which teammate do you lean on the most? If I had to say which teammate I lean on the most, probably would be Laramie. Okay. How come? What? Just because of his experience, his greatness, all that stuff? Position and the uh, the level that he play at is somewhere I want to be. So if you got somewhere you want to be, why not learn from one of the best in the league? And he rated on my team, so I got the you know ability to just go ask him, hey, how you see that? How you do this? What you see when I do? How can I create this, 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 and that? And, um, you know, he always, you know, give me his advice. And if I want to work out with him, he showed me some stuff, he'll do it. So that'd probably be the guy I lean on the most. That's awesome. That's a great resource to have as a, a young player in the league, really as an old player in the league, uh, to, to have him near you. That's really cool. So if he's, if he's uh, the guy you lean on the most, do you also do like he, him on, on a game day? And do you listen to Sade, No Ordinary Love, to get ready for a game because that's what he listens to. Did you know that? I, bro, if you want to talk about music and the, the, the different varieties, 
of music that someone listened to. Laramie listened to some of the craziest music I ever heard of. And like, you just see him like on Instagram sharing like his different songs for the week and stuff like that. Like he got a, a, he got a pretty pretty big list of music he listened to. I don't listen to as much music he does. No. Do you listen to anything on game day to get ready or how do you get ready for a game? Uh I'm gonna tell you to be honest, like when I on game day, I really don't like listening to that much music. Like what I do is like when we have like a big break or something like that, I like to like get my mind off the game. Or some I always like go to one of like my favorite T V shows. Okay. And like, try to get my mind off the game so I can get completely focused, and then when it's time like to play game, like, I'm just I'm ready to go. Fair so, enough. So I just turned to one of my favorite TV shows, where I probably watched like 20 or 30 minutes of it. I'm a big Grey's Anatomy fan. So really, Grey's Anatomy, yeah. huh? So uh, I watch one of my favorite TV shows, and then sit there for like 20 or 30 minutes, then take it off, and then probably talk to a couple of the guys and read my notes in a little bit. Like when they get time to crunch time, I read a couple of my notes before the game, then I'm ready to go. That's great. I, it's always interesting hearing your stories about how you get ready because everyone's is different. You you just told yours. We heard about Tunsil and Sade. Brian Cushing used to throw up in the locker room in a really violent manner, like in front of everybody in this one track. Like everybody does it in a different way. And it's always interesting to hear that. It, it is. So I play with like guys who, who – like, just was just sitting there locker and wouldn't talk to nobody at all. And mm. just like, you just talk to them, they like they don't hear you. Like, it's, it's always like kind of interesting to see how people get ready for their games because, like, everybody's different. So, whatever works for you, that's what you do. And you just be consistent with that. Okay, let's go back to when you played quarterback. Describe to me your greatest single quarterback highlight what happened i gotta say my greatest highlight would be my last game playing quarterback what happened uh my mom my brother uh was down at my last game i was playing against my younger brother played against played at another high school than me he's a year younger than me so i got a chance to play him as my last game in high school he had been talking all type of Crap, all we oh yeah, he played linebacker there, so <laughs> you ain't getting no yards against us, this and that. And um like the third play of the game, I, I run the zone read, I cut backside, go to the middle, I run him over, run my little brother, I'm from like truck sticking and taking like seventy yards for like a touchdown. <laughs> I I go in the end zone, I look at my brother, look at my mom, like, yeah. You just saw what happened. And then after the game, he didn't even want to walk and talk to me because all game I had been talking crap to him after that play. And I ended up having 16 carries for 315 yards by my last high school football game as quarterback. Oh, my goodness. Please tell me there's video of some of this somewhere. You have video can, of this? I can get you some, some uh, film from that last game. Well, I'd love to see it. But if I were you, I'd have like that 70 yard run, like as a gif and just send it to him every day and just mess with him. I mean, it's, that's every an amazing I, highlight. Every time I see him, he's like, man, I still can't believe you're old lineman. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's gold, man. That's hilarious. Okay. So let's say who you are right now, physically, everything you know right now, mentally, 
if you were put back in your current, your, the high school where you went and you, they let you play in a game, what positions would you play and what would happen? If I'm the size I am right now. The strength, the size, everything. If I'm the size I am right now, I would be playing O-line, D-line. I would – the guys I played in high school, I would be murdering them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, some, somewhat bigger than some of my linemen in high school. I was taller. I, would, I didn't weigh as much as them, but I was, like, taller than them. Uh-huh. So I, I probably would have been, like, a, a five-star, probably top-ranked player in the nation coming out of high school right now. There you go. I always love asking that question because you get some good stats that are thrown out and, and some fun scenarios that happen. So, yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, uh, what was your first job ever? My first real job ever was working at this place called Wild Wings. Uh, I, I cooked wings and uh, stuff in the back and uh, prep, prep the wings. Sometimes they made me wash dishes and stuff. And then after that, I ended up working at a car wash for a while. And I just washed cars. And that was – I worked at my car wash, I think, right before my senior year of college football. Oh, wow. I washed cars, like, just to, like, get money over the summer and stuff like that. And and I did that before the season started. And then I had to quit when the season started. And then they say, no, I have a good season. I'm here where I am now. So I'm just grateful. For, for everything, to be honest. For sure. So does that mean you have a very clean car at all times now? What, what, how's that work? Oh, yeah, I got to keep my car clean. I oh. pay. got to come out to my house and, and, and clean my car because I have to have my car clean. I, I hate running around in a dirty car. Yeah. Uh, well, I won't let you look inside mine. It looks kind of like a dumpster at times. I've got four <laughs> children, so it's, it's kind of tough. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I like clean cars, too. I just uh, – I'm not able to get it clean as, as much as I'd like. Uh, what was your first car, though? When you were, when, when did you have a first car? What was it? Now, you're going to laugh, but as big as I am, my first car was a Hyundai Elantra. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I, I had to get the seat uh, did so they can move it all the way back, and nobody can sit behind me in that car. <laughs> It was a it was a four seater, but in, and when I was in it, it was a three seater. It was a three seater because you're yeah. So did you kind of have to fold yourself into that thing? I had to drop down and get all in it, but I know everybody used to always laugh when I pull up and they'd be like, "Man, you way too big for that car." Because <laughs> I, I took a picture in front of it, and I, I was like a giant standing in front of the car. Yeah, yeah. We all have interesting first car stories. Mine. So I'm old, uh, and back in the mid '90s. I got an Oldsmobile 98 from 1984. And I think this was like the biggest car ever made. I mean, this is like two velour couches on wheels. This is an enormous car, but it was old. So yeah, we all have interesting first car stories. Okay, I'm gonna wrap it up. Last question. What's the last thing you cooked and when was that? Uh, that was for the uh, 4th of July cook of beef brisket. You haven't I cooked smoked- since the 4th of July? I haven't cooked since then. I'm cooking it today, actually. Really? What's today? What's going on? Uh, I'm gonna grill some uh, some chicken. I've been having a marinade for like a day now. Okay. Uh, some Italian dressing, and uh, I'm gonna grill it today and uh, get my wife to make some sides with it. There you go. Uh, well, I gotta say, man, you're now the leader in the clubhouse because it used to be Taiwan Jones. Taiwan, and he's not with he's with the Bills now, but 
he was our team, your teammate last year. He had not cooked in three years, Mother's Day three years ago. But everybody else I've talked to, it's been like the last week, the last you know few days. So you're the leader, man. July fourth, but you're gonna you're gonna get the slate clean by cooking tonight. So that's good. Yeah, I'm cooked tonight. Yeah, July fourth, I did a brisket for the first time. I smoked it for like twelve oh. hours. It's good, it was- is it? My one bit of advice on that, I've never smoked one, but I'm on Twitter and you know, I think you have Twitter too. Don't ever put your brisket on Twitter because there's going to be at least five or six, uh, you know, know-it-alls that are going to tell you, oh, that's that smoke ring didn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's not juicy enough. It's too dry. <laughs> so don't put your food out there. You're going to get wrecked and you'll just get angry. Don't put anything on Twitter for real. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, bad idea, bad idea. Yeah. Well, hey, Titus, it's been a lot of fun talking with you. Glad you're doing well. Congrats again on the uh, happy off season. Stay safe, and we'll see you again hopefully very, very soon, okay?